It is indeed more in the morning. Jason Agnew keeping the seat warm. Happy Family Day uh, to all of you out there. Uh, if you are listening, you're up very early on Family Day. So, but much like John Moore says, even when he's he's away, the max sleeping is like 5 a.m. You get stuck in a schedule, right? This guy, me, not so much. I'm up very early right now for my regular schedule. Actually, that's not true. Normally, I'm listening at this point and I'm pelotoning as I listen to someone like Scott Reed on the morning. Brief, but this morning I actually get to talk to Scott Reed. Good morning, Scott. <laughs> Good morning, Jason. Now, of course, I'm thinking about you on your Peloton, mm-hmm. you know, talking to some, you know, beautiful instructors helping you, like, you know, bang your way through, you know, the mountains of Hawaii or something. No, so, Scott, I, you know that. what? I just turn them down. I can't handle the instruction on a Peloton. The, the girlfriend loves it. I can't handle it. I turn it down. I listen to you guys. That gets me angry enough, especially when Jerry covers. I was going to say, yeah, it must, that's, it's a, there's a deep psychological flaw within you, obviously, but uh, oh, we'll there's explore many. that on another show. Many, 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 Scott. All right, let's get into the news items of the day. Or this one was actually one from Friday. The results are in. The commission has found that Prime Minister Trudeau met the threshold to invoke the Emergencies Act. Did this surprise you at all? Not really, but I will say that, you know, degree to which... The justice looks at it from a strict technical statute perspective. You know, was that statutory threshold met? I did kind of wonder before, like, could this go either way? Um, uh, but, you know, at the end of the day, I think I think the justice concluded what just about 70, 80 percent of people concluded, according to surveys, which is the thing that spiraled out of control. There had been a bunch of brutal policing failures, uh, levels of government and levels of policing services didn't seem to be able to get their act together. And it kind of drove the government to the place where the only tool left was this great big rubber mallet that it had to come smashing down. And, you know, so yeah, the government was justified, but you know, man, what a sorry state it was that, uh, things got to the point where they did, where, you know, frankly, there was no alternative but to use the Emergencies Act. Well, it seemed like only two levels of government were working here. We had the federal, of course, as we're talking about, municipal was involved. Provincial, though, just kind of took themselves out of it here because one politician that has been spotlighted and fallen under criticism for his actions, or lack thereof, actually, uh, with the convoy is Premier Doug Ford, where it's just kind of being said that he left Ottawa feeling abandoned, washed his hands of this affair. Yeah, so as a political analyst, here's my take. There'll be almost no political fallout from this report. Um, I don't think that people are going to vote two, three years from now in Ontario on the basis of what this report said. But as someone who's worked in government, so not just a pure political hack, but someone who's actually sat in the prime minister's office, sat in the premier's office, I would say that this is very damning on Doug Ford. And it, and it kind of at a fundamental level enrages me because what the justice finds uh, and what many of us suspected at the time was that at a moment where policing wasn't working, where our capital city, which exists in, 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 the, in the province of Ontario, when you know there was genuine chaos on the streets, our premier just said, you know what, this could be uncomfortable for me to wade into. Um, I think I'm just going to actually bail on my responsibilities because there's a certain portion of my voter coalition that overlaps with a certain portion of those that support the convoy. So I'm just going to bail on that. I'm just going to like... 
ignore the fact that I'm the premier, ignore the fact that I have responsibilities to the city of Ontario, of Ottawa, and just go fishing. And and then even when it came time to be accountable for that decision, he, of course, declined to appear at the commission. Why? Because, again, I didn't really want to take the heat for <clears throat> the decision that he made and for his aversion to the convoy. I think that's political cowardice. I think that's a dereliction of responsibility. And I don't think he'll pay a price for it. But I wish he would, because I think it's really lousy. If you get elected to the job, you got to do the whole of the job, whether you like it or not. I think right now, though, Scott, Ontario is in such a struggle to find any sort of competition for Premier Doug Ford and anyone to stand up at a, at a provincial level. Yeah, you know, it's mind-blowing to me. Um, you know, and now, obviously, my background is as a liberal, but I look at the state of the Liberal Party right now, and I say, in Ontario, and I go, like, this is a this is a party that, you know, was in government five years ago. This is a party that has served in government repeatedly. <clears throat> the brand is strong. <clears throat> Excuse me. Federally, right now, if an election were held, even after all the years of incumbency for Trudeau, the Liberal Party would win the majority of the seats in this province. So this brand is value. Like Doug Ford is vulnerable politically. And it's insane to me that somebody with real game, with real charisma doesn't say, I'll look past the low vote seat total that the Liberal Party has right now in Queen's Park and see a giant opportunity staring me in the face. Because I think there is one. Um, I think somebody who's got some, you know, snap, crackle and pop could walk in there and really carve Ontario politics up and take Doug Ford on. But I don't see anybody that dazzling coming forward so far. Yeah, that's it's funny because uh, producer Joe and I were having this discussion where is it a matter of someone moving from another level that has name recognition, a a federal, you know, politician dropping down so they can come in and actually, you know, make this Liberal Party relevant again? It might be, uh, or somebody from outside of politics, but here's the the trick. It is, I think, name recognition, a hint of celebrity, some Mm -hmm. charisma, all those things would be extraordinarily helpful, um, and we shouldn't pretend otherwise. But they also have to understand party politics, and they have to understand the brutal shoveling of gravel, hard labor that it will require to rebuild a volunteer base, to rebuild uh, fundraising, all those things. So it's going to be hard work, and it will take a combination of in front of the mic talent and behind the curtain talent. So that, that's that's a hard thing to find, uh, that combination, plus somebody who's got a little bit of celebrity and name recognition. But You know, like, I just think there's a massive opportunity waiting here. Like, people sort of look at it. Now, you know, I also know Mart Styles, and she's got a lot of game, uh, the new NDP leader. But I I just look at it, and I feel like, you know, there's – there's an opportunity here. If you want to be the premier of Ontario, like this is the shortest distance you might ever have to climb in order to have a, a real competitive shot at it. And I don't know why we don't see more talent coming out of the woodwork to do it. It feels like something that should be started now as well with about, you know, three years to go till we do see exactly. another election. You can get a good running start and build that base. You need people <clears throat> like, you know, who doesn't want to spend their weekend and nights knocking on doors and asking to 
interrupt people's lives to talk about politics. Everyone, everyone does not want to do that job. So in order to like get hundreds, thousands of people riding by riding to do that, you got to start now. You got to do the hard work and you got to jack people up. You got to make them interested. You got to make them angry about the things that uh, we don't like in the province. You got to make them excited about what might be a possibility as an alternative. Again, all that's a hell of a lot of hard work, but you know, it's, it's a hard work uh, it's hard work at any point, and I just think, you know, Doug Ford will—he's going to be ending his second term in office, and I smell the whiff of hubris on this government, where it feels like it's pushing on an open door. Greenbelt changes, sure. You don't like them? Hey, kiss it. <laughs> and uh, I just think they're prime for the plucking. All right, Scott. Appreciate your thoughts this morning. Thanks so much. Have a great day. You See too. you, Jason.